first of all, we got to decide which of us is going to be the client and which of us is going to be the navigator. Which one do you feel more drawn to? Because I'm head empty. I am more drawn to the navigator. Okay, then I'll be the client. Okay. Before we go into the zone, we need to ask the following questions. What was this land? Whoa, wait, we should introduce the game. (laughs) (laughs) We should absolutely, we should, let's do the intro and then we'll get into all of this. Hearth, a GMless actual play podcast where friends explore identity, community, and the ways people find strength and love in dire situations. Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are trypophobia, insect horror, parent death, rape, body shaming, homophobia, transphobia, big diseases, involuntary transformation, ableism, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, unwanted pregnancy, ace phobia, and non-consensual situations. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will fade to black on, are spiders, graphic depictions of bodily harm, abuse of any kind, dementia or similar mental illnesses, insoluble problems, trauma, steamy situations, eating disorders, depression, and self-harm. Today we are playing Navigator by Michael Clamaris which you can find on Michael-Clamaris, spelled K-L-A-M-E-R-U-S dot itch dot I-O. Navigator is a two-player tabletop RPG created for the Just Two of Us jam. In this game, two players journey into a mysterious, restricted site known as The Zone to find a room rumored to grant people their innermost desires. One player is the client, a person who wants to find this room and have their wish granted, and the other player is the navigator, a person with previous experience navigating the zone that has been hired by the client to help them find the room. My name is Izzy. I use CCR pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at the Shondeer. And with me today is Will. Hi, I'm Will. I use the AM pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at SameNBHat, spelled same E-N-B-Y hat. And it's just us. Yep. Just us, because everybody else was tired, which is fine. Yep, yep. This just means we're filling up our short game backlog that we have, uh, I think, one game in right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we need to make more game. We need to play more short games. So you're going to play the client and I'm going to play the navigator. Yes. And we have roll 20 open, so we may complain about it. Yes, it's because we need a deck of cards. Yep. And something to draw on. Yes. So what was this land before it became the zone? Before we go into the zone, we have to answer questions. This wouldn't be on Hope's Promise, obviously. No. Because this gives huge post-apoc vibes. Yeah. I feel like it's someplace the Mandate landed and mined out and abandoned. Or, like, destroyed. Right. And there's stuff. Are we going to accidentally make everything Star Wars? Maybe. (laughs) 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 That's just how Will and I work. Before this land was the zone, it was an abandoned mine slash research lab. This was definitely, like, a territory on this planet that was used for, like, capitalistic gains. Mm-hmm. What was it before that? Was this, like, the result of people coming in, or was, like, this planet uninhabited and just made this way? I feel like before the land became a dead mine, it was marginal goat farmland. You know rocky but there's some life there and the goat's gonna climb on it craving that mineral (laughs) kind of like uh highland moors yeah yeah that kind of craggy rocky but still like very lush space that sheep and goats do real well on that's not so good for doing anything else until you find resources under the surface and then problems Mm mm-hmm rip the people who were there before Because then it just became a mining town. And you know they didn't have good safety equipment. Absolutely not. This is the mandate. Exactly. The only people who had good safety equipment were the people in charge. Yup. But now it's nothing. It's the zone. Do people know what happened that turned this place into the zone? I think the navigator's theory is that It was the release of some abandoned mandate experiment. Some lock degraded. There's probably multiple theories. Yeah, so people don't know. Yeah, because probably whatever it was killed everybody. Or like they vanished or something. They're not there anymore. Yeah, and it's been long enough that people are like, eh, we just don't go there because it's uh, dangerous. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like Chernobyl, but maybe probably not radioactive like that. Probably not cross fingers. (laughs) Cross your fingers. What does the client plan to wish for? See, that requires me to think about the character I'm playing, which I haven't actually done yet. Now is a great time to start. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I want to make up somebody new or use an older character. No reason this character couldn't have horns. I see what you're trying to do, and I was thinking about it, and I'm torn between that character 
and a different alien character that I made a long time ago who is a big moth person. Ooh, moth people. But she can't talk. <laughs> oh, that that's a problem. I mean, like, she can, but the way that she speaks is on a vocal register that a lot of species can't understand. So she speaks galactic sign language also, but also snag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll play snag. <laughs> so what is snag going to wish for? Snag, who is a not short, but kind of svelte humanoid with a set of eight horns. Sorry, I had to think about that. <laughs> They're not like horns, like the way that like goats and cows have. They're short in comparison to like those kinds of horns. They're car cat horns. Yeah, they're they're troll horns, basically, except they're longer than car cats. Think more like Terezi or Solix. Okay. Towards Solix, because there's multiple sets. There's three in the front, and those are the shortest and most blunted. Two right behind them that are, like, twice the length. And three in the back that are halfway between both of those, and... Two of the horns in the back are chipped and kind of busted up. One of the middle horns is, like, broken completely in half. And the front horns are blunted and dulled, like they've been, like, repeatedly smacked into things. They have very, like, dark, deep red skin with, like, very dark markings that, if you're not, like, looking for them, can kind of almost disappear, like smoke. Uh, and they've got... Me trying to remember eye colors, and if gold is just a just a fucking Sith thing. We are not in Star Wars. We're not in Star Wars, so it doesn't matter. They have gold eyes and sharp teeth and lots of scars. I think what Snag plans to wish for heading into this is retribution. They plan to wish for retribution. I'm not going to be more specific than that. So why is the navigator guiding the client into the zone? Why has the navigator previously been to the zone? Navigator is guiding the client into the zone, I think, probably for monies. Yeah, that tracks. The navigator has previously been in the zone and has a name that I will someday figure out to try to find... The room that grants wishes. The navigator did not succeed in finding the room that grants wishes. At least that is what they say. <laughs> what does your navigator look like? I think my navigator is human hybrid with soft red downy feathers instead of hair. The skin is pink, but not white person pink. Very pink. The eyes are blue. The features are mostly human, but the fingernails and toenails are unusually thick. And I think this person's name is Clea. Okay. 
What rumors have you heard about this place? What is rumored to be inside the room? We've heard rumors that it's dangerous, for one thing. Yeah, and probably haunted, because those are common rumors to hear about places like this. It's just dangerous, it's probably haunted, there's monsters, or there's just there's bandits. Like There's all sorts of shit that no one knows if it's true or not, because depending on who's telling the story... I think there's also a rumor that inside the room is an experimental robot. The robot grants the wishes? To the best of its abilities. <laughs> there's probably like a secondary rumor that's just like there's a, there's a tree that only grows in this room and it, stuff like that and it talks to you. Mm-hmm. Depending on what part of the galaxy you're in. But most of the consensus is whatever is in that room talks to you. Nod, nod. Yeah. How do you enter the zone? Is the place so difficult to enter? No, it's just hard to get out. Yeah. I don't think there's a fence or anything, but there might be, like, signs. And this may be, like, on a part of whatever planet. Like, it's not the whole planet, but it's definitely, like a decent chunk of part of it. And it's just kind of obvious to tell when you've entered the zone because it goes from being, like, one type of landscape to drastically different. I think maybe it's what's surrounding it is that, like, Highland Moors that looks like it's been torn up a little bit from, like, mining equipment. There's old mining equipment still there that's been kind of taken back over. But the edge of the zone is, like, a hard line going to, like, just rock and scrub. It's like when you change biomes in Minecraft. <laughs> so it's not difficult to enter, but it's kind of like distance goes weird, so it's hard to get out. All right. I want to ask a few other questions before we start. Okay. Which is... How did the client hire the navigator? Was the navigator advertising? Did, like, the navigator overhear the client talking in a bar about looking for this place and offer services? I think it's that one. Yeah. The client was just, like, in a bar asking, like, the bartender, like, Oblivion Rules, talking to the barkeep about rumors. Mm. Like have you heard of this place? Like, do you know how I can get to it? Do you know anybody who could get me there and take me through it? And obviously the bartender's like, I've heard of the place, never been there. And Snag is very, like, grumpy. And then Clea's like, I've been there. I'll take you if you can pay. I can pay. Price is high. <laughs> Just like a appraising and like, a look up and down at Clea, like, can you actually take me there? Because, you know, pink. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I, I believe you. Good. I got the money to pay. We'll need supplies. It's not easy to find the room. Let's go get those supplies, I guess. All right. I do that. <laughs> I have another question. Yes. 
is Snag friendly to Cleo? No. <laughs> Snag's not friendly to anybody. And this is in a way that's different from, like, the captain. Because I know I've played the captain and the captain wasn't particularly friendly. But this is less, like, defensive feral cat and more, like, pure suspicion and distrust. So it's not as explosive. It's much quieter in tone. Like, tonally keeping people at a distance and being unfriendly. Mm. All right, I'm going to draw our first card. The beginning of each day, you draw a card. Each card represents something you've come across during your search for the room. Use the discovery section at the end of this book as a prompt to help describe what you have found. As the client and navigator make their journey, map the path they are taking on a sheet of paper along with the things they see along the way. Each time you draw a card, add up the total for the day. And we'll go through that when we end the day. Yep. A spade is building's nature of artifacts. And ten is why do you find this calming? So we're just entering the zone. We've left the heather and the little flowers and the occasional goat behind. And are now walking on bare rock with the occasional thorny bush. There's a building. It's in ruins, of course, but it's there. Why do we find this calming? I think Clea finds this calming because she recognizes it. Does Stag find it calming? Um, I think in so much as it doesn't seem dangerous and it doesn't seem like it's going to be an issue... So it's Snag is calm and there's no one around besides the two of them and nothing that seems like it could hurt them at this moment. So they're alert, but calm. I have drawn a little house on our roll 20. <laughs> oh, no, fuck. How do I undo that? <laughs> you have to switch to the mouse and then grab it and then hit delete. Let me try. I'm technically GM. Nope. I can't do it either. Just drag it off to an awkward corner. I've never used the drawing tools in Roll20 before, ever. <laughs> anyway, my turn to draw. I was going to move that card, but it's my turn to draw a card. Yep. Do we just draw one card per day? No, I, I think we just draw one card at a time. Okay, I didn't read this part yet because I was going to read it once we got to the end of the day, but no, this has to do with our day. So if we have under 14, we do not have the supplies to stop today's journey so soon. Draw another card after updating your map and answering this question, where do you go next? The 14 to 21, today's journey has been a success and you may rest. Roll 2d6. It's less than the number of days you have traveled. You have found room. If not, set up camp and reflect on your day. Consider answering the following questions. What have you learned about the zone? How are you feeling about your journey? And has the client's wish changed? Over 21, a disaster has happened and your journey has ended for the day. Draw a card and refer to the setback table to describe what happens next. Play until the client and navigator find the room or cannot continue their journey. Okay, so we keep drawing until we have between 14 to 21. Mm -hmm. 
Three of Diamonds. Three of Diamonds. Okay, so Diamond is oddities caused by the sight, visions, unexplainable mysteries, and three is describe how you see this as an omen for your journey, good or bad. So first, I have to answer, where do you go next? Do we want to go forward, left, or right? (laughs) Are we going to do it that way? (laughs) I think probably after pausing briefly to inspect this, like, rotten structure... Snag looks around, like, to see, like, where the next closest something is. Sees some things vaguely in the distance, but cannot make out what they are. And so just keeps moving forward. There's probably right now still, like, a path. Because a lot of people have come past this building trying to get to the room. So just keeps going, like, forward past this building. So... Oddities caused by the sight, visions, unexplainable mysteries. Describe how you see this as an omen for your journey, good or bad. So I think what happens is it's looking up ahead, it just kind of looks like scrubland, right? There's no like trees, there's no there's some structures, but it's not like there's anything that we can see that we would be walking into. No. It's not a flat land. It's very craggy, but... And then we step down a ravine, and suddenly we're just in a bunch of, like, richly red-colored trees that are just in this ravine. And they look like they should be in a jungle. All right. Is there fruit? Yeah. Some of them have fruit and some of them are still flowering. Clea's gonna say I wouldn't suggest eating anything. I mean, yeah. Like, why would I eat any of these? I don't know what they are. I am gonna take some. Figure it out later. Like, climbs up a tree and shimmies out on a branch to grab some fruit and also some of the flowers to press to keep for later. Snag does not have a samples kit to keep things fresh. Snag just has a ratty journal they uh, tuck the flowers into and close and then put away and then tuck three of these fruits away. I think... Snag sees this as a good omen, because this is weird, and the room is weird, so obviously they're going the right way. Weird is what they're looking for. What if I try to draw a fruit in this here box? I mean, I could draw it. Please do. So so here's our path, and we have this ravine. Filled with weird trees. And some of them have flowers, and some of them have fruit. Gosh, that reminds me of a math problem I did at one point. Okay, so we still have under 14. So we go again. Yep, we keep going for the day. Eight of clubs. Anomalies, people, and plants. And eights 
what are the signs that another group was previously here? I'm gonna say we find... Well, where do we go next? We follow the ravine vaguely northward. Okay. Leaving the trees behind. There's a little stream at the bottom of the ravine. Clea says, don't drink from that. And we get to a place where someone has made a fire pit. This is the sign a previous group was here. I'm trying to draw a fireplace and it's not really working. I mean, I get it. We're going to post this map when this goes up also, because... I think Snag, like, looks at this old campsite and kind of makes a face. And there is a a groundhog-like animal that is bright blue rootling around in some rocks nearby. It runs away as we get closer. Snag, like, curses. It's like, oh, we could have fucking caught that. I would still suggest eating nothing. And we have literally hit 21 points. Uh-oh. No, we're at 21. 14 to 21. Today's journey has been a success and you may rest. Roll 2d6. Do you want to roll or should I? Why don't you roll? Okay, so 1 plus 5 equals 6. Yep, we have not found the room yet. So we set up camp at this old campsite. Mm Mm-hmm. So what have we learned about the zone? You've learned that Clea really doesn't think you should eat anything anything here. We've also learned that it is more alive than it appears initially. How are you feeling about your journey? I'm going to say optimistic. Snag would not describe it like that, but like they don't feel as if anything needs to change about what they're doing. They haven't been in danger yet. Clea feels sort of the same way. Snag has also just learned that the zone is fucking weird. (laughs) Has the client's wish changed? Nope. Yep. Fair enough. I hope you like my little groundhog friend. Let me look at the little groundhog friend. Very blue. I approve. (laughs) so we have started camping I don't think Snag brought a tent or anything that could be considered a shelter just sort of basically finds a space that's, that's kind of in the side of the ravine a bit so that it's shielded from most things just tucks into it. Clea pulls out a bedroll and does sort of the same. Uh, I don't think Snag 
lights a fire? Nope. No need. It's not really cold or anything. And they don't want to attract anything that might be around. Right. May I introduce a detail? Yeah. During the night, Snag dreams of, or, or thinks they hear, birds they know are native to nowhere but their own planet. How dare you. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> and it's the next day. Draw a card. This is a two of diamonds. So diamond is oddities caused by the sight, visions, unexplainable mysteries, and two is you overcame a great obstacle here. Explain what happened. So I, th I think we keep following the ravine until it drops into a quarry pit, basically. Mm. But this pit over time has eroded and gotten massive and deep, and I did not draw this as wide as I wanted to, so we're just going to do that. It's fine. We need to move these. <laughs> we need to move everything. Fuck. We can't just expand the... Um... I don't know, can we? I think we drew too big. Let's just assume that there's no way to go forward from the quarry pit. Okay. And we'll have to go a different direction. Make use of the limitations of the medium. Yeah, we go towards the quarry pit, and this quarry pit is, is very deep. There's no way, like, across it. It's too wide, it's too deep, and it's there's pitch black water in the bottom. And, like, the surface moves every so often like there's something in it. Ugh. So S Snag is like, mm, what if we didn't go this way? <laughs> but when they go to, like, climb out of the ravine going towards the east, I think the ground gives way just as they get out of the ravine. And they don't fall into the quarry, they kind of fall into an old, like, um, mining tunnel. Mm-hmm. And the way into the, the quarry is blocked. But it looks like they could possibly go a different way. It looks like they could get through, but they have to move... How gross do I want to be here? Moderately? Moderately. <laughs> there, there is, there's rubble, there's like rocks, and there's a broken like mining cart. It's like a hover mining cart or something like that. With a dead person in armor in it. And Snag kind of, like, once Snag realizes that, oh, that's a dead person, they recoil a bit? Like, oh god. What the f- what the actual fuck? 
And this is, like, taking up, like, this is a big person. They're, like, taking up the, they're taking up a bit of space. And they have to be moved. Uh, yeah, they have to be moved or they have to get around or over them. Does Clea offer anything here? Or is this just, like... Clea says a brief prayer over the body before uh, they move on. But that's all. I think... I think what Snag does is just, like, after, like, making a face and, like, being... It doesn't even seem like Snag is, like, oh, this is a dead person. It's just like, oh, man, why is this in the way? Kind of thing. Like, it's not a person, it's an object. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then climbs over it. But they make it through. Yeah, they make it through. Going a direction. What direction now? Eh. <laughs> we can see it on the map, but... Snag doesn't know anymore. I'm gonna draw a card. Oh, the king of hearts. That's our first heart. Treasures, artifacts, unknown objects, and a king is how does this help you on your journey? So we're going through the mine. Going through the old mining tunnel. Let's see if I can draw yet. <laughs> and Clea is occasionally tapping on the wall. And they find behind, behind some rubble, they find a set of a bunch of gold. They find a... a, a chest full of gold, but also a set of repelling equipment that can allow them to get out of the hole in the roof over here. Um, can, can I draw a grappling hook? <laughs> That's a grappling hook, okay? That's right. <laughs> the chest full of gold isn't very interesting to Clea. Is it interesting to Snag? I think kind of like passingly interesting, like Snag like goes and looks at it to see if it's anything that they know is worth anything, besides, you know, it being gold. It's mostly old it, it's mostly imperial ingots mandate ingots the way the mandate stores gold for official purposes mm -hmm. it's got like that official stamp on it yep there's also a couple rings how many rings three You make it an even number so that I can roll a dice. <laughs> Alright, there are four. Okay. 
And then I'm going to let you explain whatever one this one is that, uh, oops, I did not roll properly. Listen, I'm, I'm, I can do things. There you go. Which one is the fourth ring? What does it look like? Because that's the one that, that Snag takes. The fourth ring is a simple band of gold inset with a single gem. It, the gem is blue. Not bright blue like the groundhog, but a deep, dark blue that's almost black. It gives off faint vibes of sort of chilliness. Snag puts it on <laughs> before they leave. And just, like, well, this is going on, so I don't lose it. It doesn't do anything immediately. Okay. And we've hit 14. Assuming King's count is 13. I guess. So do we exit the the mineshaft the way that we fell in? Mm. Or do we feel that it's safe to exit that way, considering the ground collapsed under us? No, I think I think we make camp in the mine shaft for the okay. night. All right. We've learned that the zone can be treacherous. We've learned that its history is true and that other people have that other people have died here that yep that the mandate had something here at some point. I think Snag is still like, we can keep going, this doesn't change anything. Very just like, there was a dead body, we fall in a hole, it happens. (laughs) (laughs) Clea seems unperturbed. And the client's wish has not changed. Consider following us on Twitter at Hope's Hearth Pod and joining our Discord, both linked in the description. If you want to support us monetarily, you can find us on Coffee at coffee.com forward slash Hope's Hearth Pod. Coffee spelled K O dash F I. We love you. Stay safe. No death. 
go home and stay home. Bye.